Tom. Welcome to the Lowdown. Today's show, Oilers win and many classic moments happen during the game. How many? Many, many. What about the stealth back check by Ryan Nugent Hopkins? Connor McDavid's to hell with this noise. I'd like to go home. Goal in overtime. I thought Zach Hyman was brilliant. Stuart Skinner had a whale of a game. That and more all on the way today. The Lowdown is driven by Wolf GMC Buick on the corner of 184th Street and Stony Plain Road. Hurry in for financing as low as 0%, cash discounts, and more on remaining 2023 Sierra Half Tons. Plus, cash discounts on remaining GMC and Buick SUVs. WolfGMCBuick.com. We always say hello to Doug and to Mary today. You can reach us, of course, as you're driving down the road and also on sports1440.ca, iHeartRadio, Radio Player Canada, after the fact, Apple and Spotify podcasts, and of course, we tweet it out or X it out. X it out? We send it out on X after the fact. Text or call us 833-401-1440. Reach us as well at Twitter, Low Tide, Donovan Paulson, Declan Kruger. Our guest today, Bagged Milk from Oilers Nation, talking about last night's game and the deadline. And Danny Austin from Calgary Sun and Herald talking about the Cody CC trade. I never thought he was coming here. That's the fact. All right. We begin our day by saying hello to our dear friend, Declan Kruger, everybody. Declan, Declan. Yes, yes, it's me. I'm here. The star of the show has arrived. Happy to be here. Yeah, good night last night. I mean, Oilers dub, you can't ask for much. McDavid. You guys still think he's injured? That shot looks pretty. Uh, oh, here <laughs> he we ripped go. that one to oh, me. Sharp God. angle. My goodness, looks pretty was a nice hell of to a me. Shot. Great Although, shot, tough angle. You could Incredible. say. To be fair to him, he had no one to pass to. What yeah. else was he supposed to do? Also, you could also say. I mean, Bennington had a great night. Bennington played very well. But that Bennington goal is not well. a like it. It was. You know, that's just one of those ones. You're like, yep. Hit his shoulder, bounces up. What are you going to do? It's one of those ones, yeah. But it was a great game. I, I was obviously the second goal, Nurse and CC. I'm sure we'll get into that more. Don't know what they were doing in ca- absolute candy land there. Thought Skinner played well outside the uh, the early couple goals. I thought I don't, played I well. don't blame him for either of the first two goals. Thomas's goal, I, I, you maybe could have saved that. But overall, I thought you, great you, game. Which one are you talking about? The first goal? Yeah, first goal. How far did they let him come in? Well, no, I get it. Listen, He's like I get walking it. in, and Nurse is going, okay. That, <laughs> no, that, you're right. Like I'm not blaming no him. I'm way. just saying. There's no way that's on the goalie. Okay. So get, right. get in front of the shooter for, for crying out loud. Listen, clearly I've overstayed my welcome in the opening hello intro. <laughs> so I'll, I'll send it over to Donovan. Good morning, Donovan. Good morning. Good Do you morning. You want to make some kind of thing about the Robert Thomas goal? Uh, no, I actually thought I thought Stu. I don't blame Stu for either of those goals. Good those man. were uh, that's my yeah, all right. yeah, okay. especially the especially the second one. There was uh, three just catastrophic kind of uh, miscommunication the errors on that one. one. Was crazy. But yeah. uh, what I what I will say out of that last game was I was just more disappointed in the fact that uh, Zach Hyman didn't. Uh, continue his effort to get to the back post on McDavid's goal because then he would have <laughs> had the hat trick and if you listen to McDavid's post game interview last night he was he was quite disappointed in Zach himself because he wanted the yeah he wanted him to get the hat trick but he but more than that he just he didn't want to shoot the puck there you know it's, it's funny because with you know the 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 element of surprise I'm not saying it was there because McDavid was in a great shooting position and the the did you notice how the puck fluttered into the net it was like a it was almost like Tiger Woods' Nike call where you're like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, and then it, blink, just just a gorgeous piece of television. And uh, Sportsnet taking some hits on various things, but I thought their their video of that was brilliant. My favorite moments last night were the Nuge back check. 
Huge saves by Skinner. McDavid goal. Hyman goals. I will give Nurse CeCe pairing credit for settling in after a very tough start. They they were not good early, and then they settled down. I just have to mention, for, and I don't want to be negative, but my man Evan Bouchard, who I championed earlier in the week, he is he's like Santa Claus at both ends of the ice. My God, he's having a run. He's having the kind of run that he had at the beginning of the year. That's an incredible reference also. What? Santa Claus. Well, a little bit, right? Yeah, it was good. Don- no, it made me smile. Donovan laughed. It was great. Well, Donovan laughs at everything. I think he, you know what? I think he does laughing gasp. Donovan does laugh at everything a little bit. He yeah. laughs with you and he laughs at you. Well, he does. And it's very easy to tell the difference. And and also when he laughs at you, it's longer. Do you notice that? Oh, like yeah. the with you is like, ha ha ha. And it but, really cuts you deep. Like well, you, I, yeah. I you go to the tell. car. I go to the car every day and cry, you know. I go to my car and cry separately. We should start doing it together. (laughs) Part of my crying is that I realize I'm one day closer to whatever the hell's coming after this. Um, Anyway, it was a, they settled down and I will give them credit for that. But when we're talking about the CC trade and we're going to in a second, I want to talk about Alex, is it Carrier or Carrier? Carrier. What was that song by Mr. Mr. Carrier? Remember that? Briefly. Okay. It's, if you sing it more, it might come back to me. <laughs> no, nothing will come back to you except bad memories. And anyway, I just think that that's a guy you could acquire. He doesn't make a lot of money. You could keep CeCe, and then you have extra guard on that right side, and I think that's what they need. You have Broberg in the minors. You'd have eight defensemen. You could use four left, four right. I, I, I think Carrier might be the guy. Just an opinion. And... Daniel Nugent Bowman and I responded to multiple. I think we had 10, and then we added the Leon trade. So 20. There would have been 20 each, 20 total, and then 21. I'll get it. I sound like Ken Holland talking about the years. Anyway, the bottom line is there were a lot of really good trade ideas, many of them Carrier. Now, Cody Cece. I'm sorry. I, I said CC and I meant I meant Chris Tanev. Um, that's a pause. That's a Jameson pause. And the reason I did that was I wanted to be clear about what happened. In life, you find out about people. Another way of saying that is sooner or later you develop a past. So Craig Conroy's trades up until yesterday were the kinds of trades you see happen a lot. Like, uh, Kevin Lowe's first trade was Roman Hammerluck to the Islanders for Eric Brewer and Brad Winchester, or the pick that became Brad Winchester. And the reason that's a typical trade is you're trading an older player for a younger one who could become a facsimile of an older player. Hammerluck was in his prime, very fine defenseman. Eric Brewer, younger guy, but a lot of talent, high pick. And then you get an extra. You get a second-round pick, and you use it on Brad Winchester. So... Craig Conroy yesterday, he picked a guy who is not famous, is not, does not have draft pedigree, and left himself open to a lot of criticism. Here's why, in theory, I like it. The Calgary Flames always have nasty pieces of work on defense. They are, and they have been since the 80s. They're a mean bunch. And that's their style, man. And 
I don't know a lot about this young man, but I've read about him, and he does have that edge to his play. And the Flames are often right on these things. And they have, like, they have young puck movers, and they've got Anderson, and they've got Shillington, and they've got this and that and the other. So I don't know when this kid's going to be ready. I don't know when he's plugging and playing. Maybe it's mid-next season. But the fact that Calgary Flames like him and the fact that Craig Conroy was confident enough to make a trade that didn't do the, oh, wow, then I think it's pretty interesting. I'm not endorsing the trade. I think Conroy could have gotten more. He could have gotten a second-round pick, I'm sure. And we're going to ask our guest today, Danny Austin of Calgary Sun and Herald, if there was any chance that Toronto or Edmonton could get him. Because I think that if Ken Holland didn't offer a second, I'd be shocked to my shoes. They like this guy better than a second, is my guess. And we'll find out from Danny Austin. Were you surprised at the trade and the return, Declan? Um, I thought they could have got a little bit more for him. But overall, I think the package probably fit the player. Yeah. I, I, I think it depends on the player, obviously. Thanks, Low Tide. What about you, uh, Donovan? You know what? Actually, looking at the return, when I first saw it, I thought, wow, this is kind of underwhelming. But then as the deal started to kind of unfold and we, we found out about this this Artem uh, Grushnikov kid, mm-hmm. uh, former second-round pick. So basically, at the end of the day, you're getting two seconds and a conditional third, which may or may not happen if the, the Stars go to the, uh, to the cup final. But you're basically getting two seconds for Chris Tanev. Which, uh, from what I've heard from from Fr- Frank Saravalli and listening to what this kid, what this guy could turn out to be, uh, it sounds like he could turn out to be kind of your prototypical third pairing, physical six foot two kind of Calgary Flames style defenseman. So, in theory, if that guy pans out to be that, this could be a really nice trade for Calgary because you get the extra second on top. So, I thought it was a good deal. I don't think they're going to get the second. I'm no disrespect to Dallas. I don't think they're going to make it to the final. Well, no, that that's a conditional third. So it's the second and then... The, oh, they got a second and the player. Yeah, and okay. the player. Yes. Right. So... Grushnikov. Grushnikov is, for me, he's key. But I, like, I think that... And I'm going to get in trouble with the analytics folks. I, I think that you have to... It's like, it's like DeHarnay. You know, DeHarnay suppresses offense. And he does it really well. And that a lot of the analytics poo-poo that. But as you said, like, DeHarnay actually got beaten last night on a play, but he didn't get beaten. And I'll explain that by saying the player was past him, but with DeHarnay's massive reach, you need to pack a lunch if you're going to get by DeHarnay and the, 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 the winger, I can't remember who, didn't get past him past him. So he, he, he altered the trajectory of the pocket, goes into the corner. And for the Oilers, that's a very valuable player. This guy's 6'2", 180. I don't know what his skill set is, but I believe there is such a thing as a good suppression defender. And I do not want to get into the Chris Russell wars again because you can go back and look at it. Shots against, goals against. He did very well. And I know it's only one part of the game, but it's an important part of the game. And he was really, really good at it. Anything on the Blue Jays? Anything at all? Do we have anything on the Blue Jays? Anything happening with the Blue Jays? Well, they're winning spring training games, so that doesn't matter. Uh, yeah. Has anybody hurt yet? Um, not to my knowledge, no. But uh, what is happening is they're hitting baseballs in spring training, 
Will that translate to regular season action? I have no idea. Are they still playing in a band box? Yep. None of it matters. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're 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 100% right. Although I, I love being there. Have you ever been to spring training? No, I really I oh. haven't been to Rogers Center either. I that's, What? That, yeah, no, that's on my bucket list. Um What? Me Declan, and my Did you know this? I did and I I laughed at him and I said too bad for you. You and you've never seen Connor doing. McDavid live? Roger no, I've seen, I've been to Rogers oh, I'm sorry. Place. Okay, Rogers, Rogers Place. But you, yeah. oh, you mean to the Jays? To the Jays game. games at Rogers oh. at Rogers Center. Yeah. Okay. I've I haven't never, been to Jays game either. I uh, that's that's on my bucket list, and it's probably going to happen uh, hopefully this year. Uh, Mom, if you're listening, uh, please take me. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, can we do that too, Donovan's uh, mom? If you're listening, <laughs> please take us. How's that? That I think that was good. I think we were convincing enough. We if she does that, we will let her sponsor this show along with our dear friends at wolfgmcbjork.com for an entire week. How's that? We would just say nice things about her. I'm sure she's a very fine person. NBA, anything happened in the NBA last night you want to talk about, Declan? No, I mean, business as usual. I understand, you know, listen, post-Oilers win. we got to focus on that a little bit. I'm sure if anything comes up, we'll get into it. But uh, no, business as usual. I, I like where the NBA is going right now because when I, like, I do look, I look at the standings every day and... Ordinarily, I get some kind of idea about where this ship is going. But if you said to me, Timberwolves, Thunder, Nuggets, Clippers, and then in the East, Celtics, Cavaliers, Bucks, I'll leave the Knicks and the 76ers out of it. There's like eight teams. Oh, yeah. Right? No, it's 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 a good year. I do think when you talk about teams that can actually win an NBA championship, the list gets a little thinner. You um, said Boston yesterday. Yeah, I think Boston might be due. I think, I mean, I think the Clippers could win. I really do if they stay healthy. I think the Nuggets are always in the mix. Phoenix, listen, they're a five seed right now. I think they could win as well. Um, Oklahoma City and Minnesota, I think they're just a little bit too young. But you talk about the East as well. Like Milwaukee's a team that's right there. Philly, when they get Joel Embiid, is right there. Miami always turns it in, turns it on in the playoffs, and they're the fifth seed right now. So there, there, there's a handful of teams I think could win it all. I haven't mentioned the Washington Nationals in weeks. Have you noticed that? They're up three cob over the Cardinals right now in the top of the sixth. And I just, I know, I know preseason is nothing. I know it's nothing, but they beat the, they beat the Red Sox yesterday and they, they're ahead of the Nationals today. And I know I just said the Jays don't count. Like preseason doesn't count. All you really want is fingers and toes. You want you want everybody to to arrive and be healthy, and then reasonably like Dan Lane Thomas has hit a home run. I mean, I assume that's going to happen. God love Patrick Corbin. Three innings today, three hits. I don't think he can get through an inning without at least one hit. But he wins ball games, at least some of them. I forgot about this. My Red Sox gave up on Chris Sale. Has he hurt himself in spring training yet? That's the thing about spring training. Everybody starts off and they're like, all right, everything's I got my pitching set. Oh, do you? Yeah, exactly. Okay. We've got a very busy show. We're delighted that you've joined us, and we hope that you stay for the whole time. And with that in mind, Danny Austin is going to join us from the Calgary Sun and Herald. We're going to talk about the 
Chris Tanev trade, what came back, and what everybody thinks about Conroy the GM today. Low down with low tide on Sports 1440. We're brought to you by Wolf GMC Buick. Check them out, wolfgmcbuick.com. It is the low down with low tide, and we're all fireballs. Hanging around until 2 o'clock today. People are worried about Stuart Skinner since the break. We will talk about that in a little while. Joined now by Danny Austin from the Calgary Sun and the Herald. How are you? I'm doing well, man. How are you? I'm good. I, I love that um, <clears throat> Calgary's kind of been running this entire tread deadline. And uh, I am I was very interested in the TANAV return. And I noticed that the initial reaction from people was, oh, it's a shutdown defender. Uh, and, oh, that's not enough. But Calgary traditionally has been pretty good at judging guys who can be, you know, nasty, have that bite, and defend and suppress. Uh, what's the what's the Calgary Flames fan initial reaction to this trade, Tanev to te- to Dallas? I mean, I think that there were definitely some eyebrows raised. Like, I'm not going to deny that. I will say that you know, as a non-Flames fan, I, I, I think it's a pretty decent return for a guy in his mid 30s who is a free agent in you know a couple months here. Um, but yeah, I mean, like you said, Grushnikov is. He's a shutdown defender. They're, they are not trying to say, oh, there's a, there's a bunch of undiscovered offensive upside here. That is what he is. That's what he's been good at. He played in the Memorial Cup final uh, doing that. And, and I think that that is what the Flames sort of feel like they need. They do not have a ton of defensive prospects in the pipeline at all. It was really, really important to get one. And to be honest, to probably get one who was 20 and not you know, 18. Uh, I don't think that they want to be waiting five or six years. Nothing that we have seen in the Zadorov trade, the Toffoli trade, the Lindholm trade, or this trade suggests that they are interested in a long, lengthy rebuild through the draft. So uh, he kind of fits the bill for what they need and what they're looking for. And, and, and if he can sort of be a regular contributor and certainly not this season, probably not next season, but, you know, two seasons down the road, uh, that, that that's perfect. That, that fits the bill. Was there any possibility, in your opinion, that Tanev would go to Edmonton or, for that matter, Toronto? Would the overpay have had to been, you know, ridiculous? I I think that they're separate questions. I, I will be honest with you, and I can't believe I'm saying this. I think it would have been more likely to go to Edmonton than Toronto. Um, I don't think that Craig Conroy was particularly interested in, in the headlines that would have come with him making a deal here uh, with Chris Tanev, or sorry, with Brad Tree Living. And I think that if that deal were to happen, there would have had to be a pretty considerable tax on it. I think that you know, Toronto would have had to give up more than they were willing to. But Edmonton, um, look, I mean, they, we, we've seen those those trades aren't out of the question. And Conroy's been making deals with the Canucks. He's been making deals. That rivalry isn't quite the same as the Oilers, but, you know, the Canucks are traditionally the, the other big rival for the Flames here, and he's been willing to do that and, and deal a guy like Elias Lindholm, who, you know, probably has more value than Tanev. So um, I, I don't think that that trade would have been out of the question. I do think that you would have been asking for a pretty big return. Um, but I... I I question it because I do think I've watched Chris Tanev play. He is one of those guys who, uh, you know, even if you're an Oilers fan or a Canucks fan, I'm sure you've got to appreciate because he, he does all the all the little things, does those uh, plays in the corner, is willing to sacrifice his body. He makes any team better. So are we looking at, like, do we have a, uh, and I, I can't answer this, and I don't know that anybody can because it is still fairly fresh, but are we getting an idea about Craig Conroy as a general manager? He's in a tough spot. Uh, and he's had to trade players who are wildly popular and have had success. Are we getting an idea about what a what he looks for and and what the um, what the restocking is is looking like so far? 
Absolutely. Yeah, I think that we can draw conclusions. If you look, I mean, when he dealt away Tyler Toffoli, he got Yegor Sharangovich, a guy in his early 20s, who, you know, needed a bit of a fresh start. Um, but, you know, he didn't go after that draft pick. He, he was very, very specific. He thought that this team could could contend and could build around guys that age. Andre Kuzmenko is a little bit older, um, but with Lindholm, he potentially didn't get the draft haul that some fans wanted, but he went with a player who they believe can contribute right now, can continue to develop, and can be a better player with a fresh start here in Calgary. Um, I think, you know, the, the Yes, uh, Grushnikov is is young, but he's not 18. I, I, I really have to emphasize that. So I think what you're saying is the Flames are not interested in tanking and bottoming out and, and having sort of a five- or six-year timeline. I think that they know, realistically, you're not trading Jonathan Huberto. He's been better recently, but you're spending a lot of money there. Kadri is here for a while. You Coleman, I mean, I... I I'd be surprised if GMs aren't calling about Coleman because he's having such a good season. But, you know, there are good players in their 30s here, and you still have Jacob Markstrom. So I don't think that Conroy is interested in just tearing it right down to the studs. With that said, I also think that Conroy deserves credit for not, you know, he's in this in this spot, this difficult position, is, as you said. But he learned from Brad Tree Living's mistakes. Brad Tree Living made a lot of mistakes uh, before leaving Calgary, primarily holding on to Johnny Gaudreau until he hit unrestricted free agency. It could not be easy as a GM to be looking at this Flames team that's playing the best hockey it has all year. They've had a pretty good 2024 so far, streaky, but pretty decent, and be looking at these veterans and saying, sorry, we're still we're still not willing to take the risk. We're trading these guys away. Thanks for your work, but you know we're making the team worse uh, in the short term. So I, I think you got to give credit Craig Conroy, a little bit of credit there for, you know, being willing to, to, to make the difficult decisions. Danny Austin, our guest, Calgary Herald and Calgary Sun on the Lowdown with Low Tide in Sports 1440. Okay, that is the backdrop. How does that, that inform us in regard to Noah Hannafin, whether he signs or whether he's traded? And if he is traded, then we might look for a younger version of Noah Hannafin, and that's a rare item. He's going to be traded. Um, if he hasn't signed now, um, he's not signing, and I, I firmly believe he's going to be traded. Now, um, Craig Conroy said something interesting to me uh, when we were speaking last night. He, he said, you know, I asked him about the picks, and he said, like, the other thing with the picks is you can include them in, in other trades. And he, he made a point of saying that. I didn't ask him that. So I, I am a little bit curious about with Hannafin. He's such a valuable asset. He's 27. Um, you know, he's got 650 games, so he sort of is what he is. But I do think we're seeing him get incrementally better. He's very much entering sort of those prime years for defensemen. There are teams that are going to be interested in it. Uh, we know that there's interest in Tampa Bay that is mutual. Um, but I'm not 100% sure. I mean, I think that Hannafin is probably him and Lindholm were the guys who were going to get you the best yield in terms of a potential draft package. But I wouldn't be surprised if Craig Conroy is looking at Hannafin and saying, like, no, we're looking for young NHL-ready players in return there. I don't think you're going to see. Um, I may be totally wrong here. You can play this back for me next week if I'm <laughs> absolutely incorrect. But it was just it, it was curious to me that Conroy went out of his way to say, we have five picks in the first three rounds, and those tra- those can be included in other trades as well. People shouldn't forget that. I think that's a really important piece in all of this. Because if they're not tearing it down at the studs, I don't think that all of a sudden we're going to see Hannafin's value only be you know first round picks. I'm, the last two questions I'm going to ask you, you're going to raise, raise your eyebrows, and I apologize in advance. Okay. <laughs> no, I love it. Do it. Okay. Do it. So like, and I'm just asking. But they're, you know, Nashville has 68 points in 60 games. Calgary has a game in hand. They're five points back. They've won four in a row. And I'm just asking, 
I'm just asking you. <laughs> like, is it possible that they can, like, they got the goalie. I mean, is it, like, if they got in, I'm just saying, you know, they're not out of it. They're not out of it. Um, it's, it's, again, that's why I brought up that we got to respect that Conroy is making the hard decisions and looking to the future here. Um, I think that there's probably a tipping point for this team. The reality is, since they traded Nikita Zadorov, um, they've won a lot more games than they lost. That was early December. Since they traded Lindholm, they've actually looked better. This team does have, you know, kind of what you love as a hockey fan, that, that feeling of they love being the people are, are writing them off, and they, they respond to that by playing their best hockey. Um, my question is if, you know, if, if they don't get an NHL-ready defenseman, like a guy who can actually play, you know, somewhere around 18, 20 minutes in the Hannafin return, you're now looking at you traded Chris Tanev, Noah Hannafin, and Nikita Zara. Those are three of your top six defensemen, and you didn't get anything like you didn't get an NHL player in return. So I do think that there is just sort of a breaking point here, and we're probably getting pretty close. But they're getting great goaltending. They're seventh and five-on-five scoring uh, since January 1st. They, they are getting contributions. Nazem Kadri, I know people, when he's not on your team, you don't like him, but he's having a terrific season. So is Blake Coleman. These young guys, Connor Zan and Pospisil, are really stepping up. There's a lot to like on this team. Probably not as a cup contender, but if you're specifically asking me, can they slip in in the final wild card spot, I still wouldn't rule them out. I still yeah. think it's possible. And in the postseason, they call it goalie. Let's all remember that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're not going to get me on an Edmonton radio station as a Calgary reporter <laughs> to say that I think the Flames can go on a deep run. I'm not, I'm not doing it. Okay. Right? I, well, I, let it, let the record show I tried. Okay. How's that? Uh, <laughs> of fi- course. Final one. And this, I know your eye. Both will be raised and they might not come down until about four o'clock today. Uh, <laughs> CFL draft April 30th. I think the Stampeders pick fourth. Uh, any thoughts on the offseason so far for the Stampeders who are, let's face it, they're one of the franchises that everybody talks and worries about if they're a fan of another team because they've had such a great century so far. Uh, any thoughts on where they're going and the depth of the draft and all of that stuff? Yeah, I mean, I, I think you'll see them draft an offensive lineman. Um, I think that that's sort of the way that the, the Stamps always go when they have a nice pick. I don't, I haven't looked at uh, enough at, at sort of who's available up there, but I, I do think that they're sort of one Canadian alignment short, um, although you don't expect those guys to play near one. The Stamps have had a, a, a an off season that I think it depends on what you look at last year as being because last year no one likes hearing about injuries, but the Stamps lost Malik Henry. They lost Kadeem Carey for most of the year. They, you know, they just had injury after injury at, at crucial, crucial positions. Um, James Rodgers, their defensive, their star defensive end, who had come back from the NFL after kind of winning a great cup with them in 2018. So I do think that they feel like if they get those guys back and that they're healthy, they're just a better team than they were last year, and then. Let's be honest here. Jake Mayer was not what they wanted him to be last year, and there's a huge question of quarterback. So I feel like the the feeling around the Stampeders and around McMahon Stadium is that this team had some bad luck last year. They want to run it back just a little bit. But it, it's going to be make or break for Jake Mayer. And if it doesn't work, you'll probably see them sort of have to tear it down a little bit and, and start from scratch. But I, I do think that the reason why they haven't made those big splashes in free agency is that they feel – 
like at real impact positions. They they had the horses in the stable last year. They just got hurt. So it'll be interesting because I do think the rest of the West looks very competitive. So uh, there's you know including up in Edmonton, I think that team's going to be a lot better. So there's very little room for error. Um, but I, I think the Stamps there's a quiet confidence that with better injury luck, they can be in the mix. I like their signing of Houston in free agency. Like the, I think that is a big help and one of the better signings this uh, offseason. Yeah, and again, um, I mean, I love that. I love that signing. Um, I honestly, I think that it was time to let Kadeem Carey walk. They were paying him a lot of money to pl- be sort of the best running back in the league, and he just wasn't healthy. Uh, and I think that they like and Dedrick Mills and Patrick Payton Logan what they have. Um, but look, this team's offensive line wasn't good enough last year. The quarterback play wasn't good enough last year, and everything else I think can be explained away by injuries. Um, so yeah, um, I. I wouldn't rule them out quite yet, but um, lots to prove for a lot of players. My young producer is almost passing out because I'm talking CFL to you uh, a week before the <laughs> NHL trade deadline. So have a great I love one. it. <laughs> Me too. Thank, <laughs> thanks, Danny. Appreciate it. You, you bet. Cheers, man. Thanks. Okay. Danny Austin, Calgary Herald and Calgary Sun. I, I am, there's two things I want to accomplish before I'm, you know, not in front of a microphone. One is for everybody to honor teams like the 2006 Edmonton Oilers by giving pennants to everybody, the, the, the Eastern Conference and the Western Conference, whoever makes it to the final, that's a pennant, P-E-N-N-A-N-T-S, pennants, like in baseball. It means something. That team should be honored, and that's how you do it. One day, Fernando Pisani will be driving down the road in that fancy damn hot rod of his, and somebody will say, good job on the 06 pennant, Mr. Pisani. And I will consider myself, my life's work having been done. And the other is, pay attention to that CFL draft. I want it on TV. I want it so the commissioner doesn't look like a fool when he's announcing the wrong draft pick. I want all of that. And I want it now. Okay. That was a good guest. Danny Austin's a good guest. Enjoyed that. NHL rumors on the way. Bagged milk at 1 o'clock. You don't have a role today, do you? Nothing we're making you do. No, no segments for me today. I like to take it easy on Thursdays. You know okay. me. So, yeah, just going to hang out, talk a, little, uh, talk a little hockey, whatever comes up. You know, Donovan is producing the show, and he's helped me with my fantasy baseball team. Yeah. I hear you. <sighs> I don't know about that shortstop. I'm really thinking about him. Position players are more valuable than starters, right? Um, well, I mean. They don't get as hurt as much. You need starters, though. You got to have. You need starters. starters, but at the same time, the real question is, what are you going to get out of a rookie? Because rookies in baseball, they can have so much hype, and they can just fall flat on their face. Yeah, and even when they do, Walt Weiss won the Rookie of the Year, and he was terrible in fantasy. Sucked. Anyway, okay, so you've convinced me again. Yeah, I'm. I'm keeping Baylor Moore. So that'll work. Okay, on the way, NHL rumors. This is the Lowdown with Low Tide on Sports 1440. It's the Lowdown on Sports 1440 for Wolf GMC Buick. They are available all the time, 24-7, 365 at wolfgmcbuick.com. You know, that song came out when I was 16. I bought the 45. I bought the album. And I listened to it a million times. But when you hear that song when you're 16 or 15, and then you hear it when you're 62... You sort of get it a little more when you're 62. It's time for hockey rumors. Frank Sarvalli saying both Sabres coach Don Granato and Leafs coach Sheldon Keefe have been fined 25 grand by the NHL for unprofessional conduct directed at the officials. 
I think that the NHL should just wake up every day and fine Granado and Keefe 25000 for coaching those teams. That should be the price. Yeah, they're still there. Let's just find them. I actually like Keefe as a coach. I think he's done a pretty decent job, which I'm sure means he's done a horrible job. But to survive in that market, I mean, it's not like Roger Nielsen trying to survive with Harold Ballard where, I mean, if if Harold's bologna sandwich had too much mustard on it, he'd fire three guys and trade Lanny McDonald. But it's still a tough market. Washington Capitals have everybody injured, although Nick Jensen and Sonny Milano are expected to return soon. Uh, Nick Dowd is coming back from that upper body injury. Uh, they're all they're going to remain out for a while. TJ Hoshi also is going to be out for a while. Brian Rust has been put on IR by the Pittsburgh Penguins week to week. Sabres have recalled Dustin Tokarski, who played in the 1960s and is still going. Good for him. Vladimir Mirachorosenko says he's willing to waive his no-trade clause. And I talked about this earlier in the week and maybe even yesterday, but I want to talk about it again. Because we'll get texts saying, hey, do you think the orders are interested in Tarasenko? And we did have questions on the piece Daniel uh, Nugent Bowman and I wrote at The Athletic where we're just responding to your 21 trade ideas. There's some really good ones in there, highly creative ones. Tarasenko's in there quite a bit, you know, sort of marbled through the conversation. But Ken Holland told Daniel, I mean three years ago in an interview, what he does is he makes a list and checks it twice. And it's from the top to the bottom. So I think Cody Cece was really high on the list, probably number one. I'm sorry, I keep saying that. Chris Tanev was high on the list, probably number one to replace Cody Cece. I don't know when I started doing that with their names, but I used to do it with Patrick Maroon and Dustin Penner all the time. So maybe this is a new thing. Anyway, Tanev's off the list now. That doesn't mean that they're going to go get another right defenseman, although that could happen. Because I suspect that Gensel and others are at that top of the list, like McNevich, and Tarasenko's in there somewhere. I don't think he's the ideal, but if you're watching the orders right now, Leon is like the third member. He's like Ringo on that line, even though the Beatles were, you know, there were four of them. Four of them is quartet. Four is a quartet. Thank yeah. you so much. Appreciate all oh, the words. They're just play things to me. Anyway, right now, Leon, who is a wonderful player, he should be on his own line and he should be having, you know, somebody with him who can drive it. Right now, Kane is not quite there as he was a couple of years ago. Nuge is brilliant, but Nuge is fantastic on the top line with McDavid. So they have to find a guy who can play with Leon and then Kane or Fogel or Holloway or McLeod and make good things happen. That's all we're interested in seeing from Leon. We want Leon to be happy, and he wants we want the line to be making these good things happen. That's it. It's a small request. I don't know the answer. I don't think it's Tarasenko, and I think if you get Tarasenko, if you're Ken Holland, you've struck out on a lot of other guys. And let's face it, not getting Tanev would be something they struck out on. Now, they get, you know, Calgary got a lot. They got a second and this guy they like. The Oilers don't have a guy who's 20 with that bite. Max Warner, I don't know that he's at the same level as the kid that they got. Maybe I'm wrong. I really like Warner. And by the way, the Edmonton Oilers prospects, 
at Bakersfield with the Condors. They had a night last night. Three from Raphael Lavoie. He's got 20 on the year. Young Xavier Borgo scored for the first time, I think, since the 2nd of February. And Tyler Tulio, who's coming on, scored again. He's been doing a lot lately. And a, a college fellow they signed a year ago named Carl Berglund. Carl Berglund. He scored a goal and had an assist last night. Jack Campbell played well, second game in a row, in case that becomes an issue. You just know that all four Oiler pro goalies are going to play in the playoffs. I just have a feeling. It's going to be like the worst thing that happened. The Oilers win the game. Both goalies get hurt. They call up Campbell and Rodriguez, and then they drive to glory. And then Oiler fans spend the summer raining down blows upon each other as to who should start the following year as the starter and the backup. I don't think that will happen. The TANAV deal is, I think, going to begin the process of deal. I think we'll see more now uh, this week and then into next week, and then it'll really ratchet up. But I think, I think that TANAV deal really does set the, set the ball rolling. Hannafin is, is a guy, too, but there are, I think there are fewer teams in on Hannafin. A lot of teams were in on Tanev. And now you check down, right? I think Carrier is the guy. I'd love for Adam Larson to be the guy. I don't think Adam Larson's coming here, and it has nothing to do with the Edmonton Oilers or the Seattle Kraken or Adam. Well, it does have something to do with Adam Larson. I think he left here for very personal reasons. And that's that. Sometimes it doesn't work out. Vancouver Canucks and Elias Pettersson are making progress towards a contract. Who knows if that's going to be anything. Cal Peterson has cleared waivers. There is no shock in that. Joseph Wall is going to start tonight. There's things happening. If you had to, I'm going to go around the room and I'll start with you, Donovan. Donovan told me earlier today what he's having for supper, and I, it's all I can do to not jump up and and throttle him because I'm very jealous of his meal that he's going to have tonight, which is not mature in any way, but it is a confession that I make and it is something that I felt. So I'm asking you to tell me the name of the player you believe, the number one player that Edmonton not wants, but that they will and can bring in. Who are they going to acquire between now and the deadline? The big name. The big name. If you're to inject me with true serum and uh, that's basically what you've done here. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Vladimir Tarasenko. Okay. I feel like he's gonna be the most likely, the easiest to acquire. the The cap reten- the retention will be obvious in that in in a deal with Tarasenko, but I feel like he's the guy. All right, Tarasenko from Donovan, Declan, Freddie the Beetlebomb. One name, yeah, with the truth serum, yeah. I think they bring in Nick Dowd. Nick Dowd. Yep. So you're going the Gregor route. Uh, maybe it's because I've heard it so much, but he really has sold me on it. I think you know he would what? be a He's great 4C. He's very convincing, right? Yeah, he is. And um, like I said, I think Nick Dowd would be a great 4C. I, uh, I see it. He's my one name with the truth serum. I'm, a, I'm afraid that you remember when he grew his hair? And, uh, I'm afraid he's going to convince me to shave my head off. And oh. then when it happened, my hair won't grow back. You think he could pull it off? What? what do you mean your hair won't grow back? Well, got, I don't think it will. You got a great full head of hair there. No, but hair it, grows. It doesn't. Well, maybe it won't. Maybe it'll say, "Okay, that's it." No, you don't know. Come on, you don't just shave your head and then magically it's gone forever. Hair grows. Um, well, there's such, just, there's baldness. Maybe but you're not there. Maybe there's stuff in there just hanging on, man. It's like we <sighs> got to do it for low tide. 
You know, maybe there's well, hairs in there. It's doing you a service if that's the case. Damn it straight. looks great up there. I'm telling you. Well, I wish I had, I wish I had lettuce oh, like that. Stop. My hair is going a little bit. I'm preparing for when I go bald. I think know, I'll pull it off. They but. have things you can do now. You know that. Yeah, like fly to Turkey and get a hair transplant. Is it in Turkey? It's cheaper in Turkey. Yeah, I think it's about four grand. There. Yeah, but are they any good at it? It's from every, everything I've seen. Anyone who's got it done in Turkey, they look okay. I think it's all right. That's what you said. It's like a destination procedure. They used to have destination weddings. Now they have destination procedures, and is, that's one of them. Is Turkey where Donaires come from? Um, like anywhere in that region, yeah. I don't know okay. if Tur- I don't know if Schwarmer I had, a, I had a, or- a, a guy I knew pretty well for a time. He's from Turkey. Mm-hmm. Interesting guy. He used to talk about the Turkey soccer club, and it was the funniest thing because everywhere is good. Everywhere is good, but not here. It was. <laughs> Donairs or like they just feel like they originated in Newfoundland, Canada. The way Newfies here talk about them. Well, the way, but the Donairs here are. I think they're the most popular grub you can buy. I mean, Donairs are great here. Yeah, you can My you goodness. can go right now minus five thousand. You can go downtown and there's a guy with a little thing and he's out selling oh, yeah. it. You know, and they're great. I love a good Donair. There's a guy downtown who sells hot dogs. Oh my gentle lord! Really? Just oh. off the cart there, like yeah, New the York City cart. style. Yeah. It's by the Commerce Place. There, it's just off the. I go to the Empire Building, and then you like yeah. go out of your way to see this guy. I totally yeah. do if he's not there because he spreads the onions on rich and true. Ooh, yeah. You're an onions on the hot dog guy, hey? Oh, I'm totally. Wow. You know, I I so I, you're I, bratwurst guy then? Uh, totally. Yeah. I could do that, but I've been doing the Costco thing, and I don't tell anybody. Because then they start telling you what's, you know, but I am loving the car. I didn't get into, I wasn't into, I was a late arrival. Yeah. You, you, I remember you talking oh, about this. And like you were, you you kind of talked about it like you discovered Costco hot dogs. <laughs> I was like, no, they, they've been around for a while. Okay. Who's your guy? Who are they acquiring? Nick Dowd. Oh, you already said that. All right. Okay. Who's yours? I'm deciding right now. I'm going to mm. tell you in two shakes of a lamb's tail. I like that. I... <sighs> I ter- I like Tarasenko, but to me, Tarasenko, like that's not a truth serum pick. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. To me, Tarasenko is a little bit more of a, well, that'd be nice, but I see where you're coming from. Well, the thing is, is because everybody keeps talking about how they're going to make this splash player acquisition, right? So yes. I think Tarasenko is a bit of a splash player acquisition. That is realistic? That is yeah. more than realistic. The problem is, because now Tanev's gone. So now I don't think that splash is coming on the back end because as much right. as... Now, I think it'll be a seventh D now. Uh, yeah, exactly. No, there will be, but I think the feature guy will be the forward. Yes. Yes. I agree. Yeah, especially right. with Tanev gone because who's who's going to be the splash on defense now? I, I don't uh, think... Well, it's going to be the kid in, in Nashville. I don't think Kerry is a Ken Holland type player. Ken Holland yeah. likes his big defenseman. Well, not. Ken Holland had a chance at one, and did he get him? No. So now he has to take what he can get. Yeah, so I I, I don't think Kerry is a, a, a 5'11". He's not a Ken Holland can you look up Nothing wrong with being 5'11". Can you look up and see if we have the Mr. Mr. Song, Kyrie, K-Y-R-I-E? Because we should play that out of the break. Uh, my pick, you went, who did you have? Dowd. I had Nick Dowd. You went Tarasenko. I'm solving a major problem on this team. They've never been to a Stanley Cup final without a fin. I'm saying the answer is using the McLaughlin group, Capo Coco. Wow. <laughs> Donovan gave me a look of absolute, like, are you kidding me? Wow. 
man, you need to check your tone with the way you look, sir. I'm I'm so sorry. Thank you. Sorry. Glad you I finally apologize. told him. Totally. It took right? about two and a half months, but finally we got <laughs> he has a him. he's got you know, and he's just a young kid. You know, he can't even get in the, the uh. building without help. <laughs> yeah, no, they didn't. We don't trust him enough to give him a key. No, card. he's got to have a little in. stool to put there for him, and then he's given us attitude like this. You know what? You know what it was. Would Donovan be acting this way? If he didn't come onto the show and immediately be the tallest person, well, that's probably it. And yeah. also, something I, to think about. I give too much leeway to the. I'm too nice to the young people, and they just, you know, they just take advantage of it. Because that's what I did. You gave me a complete range of false confidence, and I think I run the show now. Listen, false confidence has gotten me. I started in radio in '80. <laughs> you built and I'm a still career here. off it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, on the way back, milk low down with low tide on Sports 1440, and it's time for an update.